You are now listening to The Gradient Radio, an open space to converse about creativity with creatives. And I'm your host, Antonio Knox. And today we have a special guest. Today, our guest is empowering people to feel beautiful in their natural skin. No matter their skin color, size, age, or moment in their life. She is the founder and CEO of a an ingredient conscious brand called Lip Love Line. Today, our guest is Brianna. Hey, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna say all of that. That's wonderful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for um, coming today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So for the people who may not know who you are, mm-hmm. could you in- introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Brianna Williams, and I am, like you said, the founder and CEO of Lip Love Line. Um, well, more can I say, I think uh, prior to us getting started, you asked me if I could define myself as something and what that would be. And I would say that I'm a dreamer. I would say I don't really like or love the term serial entrepreneur. A lot of folks use that. Um, but I definitely feel like I'm passionate about the things that I want to bring to life. Nice. Yeah. So how did you get your start? Like where, where, where was your, your beginnings? My beginnings? How far back are we going here? Um, as a creative specifically. Yeah. I feel like I've always been a creative, um, ever since I was a young girl, I was always doing something that involved imagination or like I said, dreaming or daydreaming about bringing some kind of thing to life or um, just really using nature. I was always outside. I was always playing, creating games, um, watching music videos and getting ideas and um watching movies being really into not only like the lyrics of a song but the beat behind the song um i've always felt like i've had a creative spirit i was always in some type of theater class or art class or trying some new endeavor but honestly i was never like truly great at anything like i didn't have something that i went to do i just did a lot of things because i wanted to try everything right mm-hmm. um and i think that because i had that spirit i i've always admired different people for their talents and their gifts right and so i've always enjoyed hearing someone sing or play an instrument or uh, display their gifts or their talents through art and painting and writing and poetry. So I've always enjoyed that. I feel like those are truly God-given gifts and talents. And so to see someone thrive in that, I truly like, that's something that I love. And so I feel like I found my gifts through that, right? As a creative and like, I figured out, you know, I'm good at the things that bring me joy. I'm good at trying things. I'm good at bringing things to life, whether or not, you know, I'm truly like, I need to practice at them or something like that. Like, I just enjoy trying new things and building things from nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... So the last person we had, her name was Shay. Um, she was uh, she she called herself an artist, but she's done uh, photography and so many things. And mm-hmm. she didn't really get her start, or she didn't really call herself a creative until like her early twenties. Like she didn't really mm-hmm. start to be like creative in mm-hmm. her world um, or create things in her world until like her early twenties. Once she got to college, okay. and but from you, it seemed like you started at a very earlier age. And you had a journey by just doing different things, looking mm-hmm. at different types of people. Um, you spoke about people like having like God-given abilities. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that you have that you are one of those people that you have like a God-given ability from like a creative standpoint? I would always say yes. 
because I feel like everyone does, right? You just have to figure out what that is. It may not be specific to an instrument or, you know, being able to truly sing to a certain caliber or something like that. But like I I said, I think it goes back to whether or not you utilize that gift and you practice with that gift and you really honor that gift in a way. So I may have gifts that I've never even really truly tapped into in that way. Um, But I feel like whatever I decide to give my all to and I give my focus to, um, I'm able to breathe life into that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So are there gifts that you do have that you know you have, but you're not utilizing? Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, <laughs> I um, <laughs> I probably, I have had to learn not to put a lot of pressure on myself, right? Because there's time where I feel like I'm lazy, you know? And I think it's a mental thing. A lot of times, like, you do so much all the time. Mm -hmm. So when you rest, you feel like, oh, I should be doing something. Oh, I should be creating something. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to. Why am I not on TikTok making a cool video? (laughs) Why am I not doing this or doing that? Feeling like, you know, you're letting the ball drop when you really just have a moment of peace. Like, a a moment to do nothing, right? And sometimes that's a gift. Um and so I say that to say, I I feel like I could always be doing something, but I think I recognize now that it's important to use or tap into that creative gift, but not to like drain myself mm-hmm. when I'm trying to do everything or try to try everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we first came into contact with each other, I think it was through uh, the Sweet Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the time you were um, thinking about doing like a rebrand for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Could you speak to the, the beginning inception uh, Sweet Talk podcast and yeah. everything? Yeah, basically the inception of that. Yeah. Sweet Talks was another one of my babies, right? Like my purpose behind Sweet Talks was really to utilize a platform where I think we have similar traits to where I wanted to be able to talk to women. I wanted to be able to have a platform and use my voice and communicate in that way. But I didn't want to be in front of the camera, right? (laughs) So like I wanted to be able to have that to share uh, my stories, but let other women share their stories as entrepreneurs and just as women and the things that we go through. when starting our own business, when we have an idea, when we, you know, want to bring something to life, right? And to me, that was really important and really exciting because I wanted to do something that was more of like a passion versus that pressure, right? I wanted to have fun with it, but I wanted to bring life to others. I wanted to allow them to have a platform too that they could use. And so when thinking about what I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be fun for me. I wanted it to be connected to something that I love, which was desserts, you know, and I wanted it to be uh, or to produce good fruit for those who are listening. Right. I wanted to keep it sh- short and sweet. I wanted it to be like nuggets of information, but helpful things. And so I really thought through all of that when creating the platform and I have a background on like marketing and PR and branding. And so all of that, comes into every idea that I do like it has to look good visually to me Mm -hmm. it has to make me feel like those who are listening are gonna want to gravitate towards that Mm -hmm. I wanted to create something that people felt like oh you know this is something I want to listen to this is something I want to participate in as women in the community Mm -hmm. and so that was important to me too um but yeah it was a good time I mean I feel like I say it's still on hiatus like I don't want to completely close that door but um the the ability to connect in that way to share my personal testimonies um, was important to me at that time and it fulfilled its purpose so yeah yeah I was going to ask you do you think you fulfilled that but you just kind of yeah I feel like when I decided to hold that it was a decision not made lightly but it was a decision that I was ultimately okay with Mm -hmm. because I felt like I did what I set out to do. I wasn't trying to create some billion dollar 
thing to be bought. I felt like if it was going to continue to grow, it would grow. I still have folks who listen to the to the episode now and I still get emails about having guests and stuff like that, you know? So, you know, it's one of those things to where you create these things and they can live forever on these platforms, even if you don't touch it. I have videos on YouTube I posted five, ten years ago and they're still getting views, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're continuing to live. And I think that's the cool thing about creating something in the time that we're, we're living in right now. 100%. So during like the last season, uh, Sweet Talk, you did a live retreat. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. And that just kind of like seeing it from like afar, it was like a, it, it seemed like it was a lot that you were doing to bring this together. But mm-hmm. like once you brought it together, it seemed like it was like an incredible moment for so many people. Could you speak about the process of that? Yeah. So I would say that is a God-given gift that. I don't want to say sometimes I wish I didn't have, but it's hard to want to tap into all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at putting together events. <laughs> and that's something that everyone always needs. But like, as everyone knows, there's so many moving pieces to it. You know, you you really thrive when you have a team. I'm really good at creating the overarching plan and dictating, right? So telling people what I need you to do for me so that we can make this thing incredible, right? We can make this thing um, be what it is supposed to be. And so that event to me was a way for me to bring my listeners to me, but also create a space where they could connect and a space where truly entrepreneurs um, could show their product, could talk about their services, could do what they were trying to do with with whatever business that they had, but then also bringing some type of educational purpose right to it. Um, but not forgetting the fun. Like I had a lot of fun putting that together. It was a little bit stressful, but like any event planning, but um, I really enjoyed creating that space. And um, it, like you said, it was magical that day. I mean, you could feel the energy in the space. We had a lot of um, just local vendors and, like I said, entrepreneurs come and uh, supply, like, the nourishment of that day, but also the music, the the giveaways, all of that it was really cool. And just to hear the women on the panels speak and share and give their wisdom and there be dialogue between the the crowd and, and us. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I'll, I'll never forget because I, I imagined it happening and then it happened, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big piece of why I, I say I'm a dreamer. Like a lot of people, they say they want to do something, right? And they talk about it for years. Yeah. And they don't do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm not, I don't want to judge anyone who comes up with a great idea and sits on it, right? Mm-hmm. Some people just don't want to bring it. But to me, I feel like if someone asked me, what is that one thing I don't want to do or die without having done or, you know, something like that, it would be to sit on things that I know I can make happen like to not try to bring my dreams to life because I look at all of these people who we admire on social media and on TV and in music and I have to bring myself back to reality and be like they are just human Mm -hmm. they were they're just the same as me and so for me to sit here and and look at them and compare myself to them and feel like they are, you know, some God by any means or doing something that's like so out of reach. Sure. In reality, it's not out of reach. Nah. It's just, am I going to sit here and do it or am I not going to do it? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's going to be hard along the way, but what's not hard along the way, right? And so I say all that to say, that event was great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I like I like events, but... You know, I have to be passionate about it to really want to do something like that again. Yeah. 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 No, I, I completely understand. Is there earlier, 
um, you said there are there have been like instances where you felt like lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder from like all of the things you've accomplished, are there things that like you've dreamed about doing but you haven't done yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's another scary thing. Like again, for me, I've tried everything underneath the sun. I know the things that I want to do in life. But I also don't want to, like, again, create that pressure to feel like I have to get all of this stuff done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have secret passions, right? The things you don't share with everyone. And so there's things that I love to do. Instruments I love to learn how to play. All of that takes time. Mm-hmm. And it really is understanding how much time you have mm-hmm. and how much time you're willing to give to certain things. For sure. Um, so yeah, I feel like I get a new passion all the time, but I definitely have those ones that I've had since I was a young girl. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, something I can like relate to you was that like all of the ideas I've had, I never wanted to not go after, right? Like I didn't want to like die and I had that idea inside of me Mm -hmm. and you know, it was something that was like unfulfilled because they say like the graveyard is like one of the richest places because so many people die with like trillion dollar ideas or billion dollar ideas or just like ideas in particular Mm -hmm. that could have enriched their lives, but like enriched the lives of others, but they were too afraid or didn't, you know, necessarily have the belief in themselves to go after. And so like, that's why I kind of like, this platform exists but like also like everything that i do within like my life like i just want to like when i leave like when it's my time to go i want to make sure that i don't have anything left in me yeah yeah it's crazy you said that and you'll be the first one i told and probably now everybody else will be (laughs) the first one i told i had a dream the other night and so when i say i'm a dreamer i say it figuratively and literally like i have dreams a lot not necessarily dreams always telling me to do something uh the daydreaming and the dreaming of other ideas that's a little bit different um but i had a dream the other night that didn't scare me but made me feel like oh like mm, it made me think a little bit more but something in my dream someone in my dream told me that i am going to change the way the world views and thinks about something and that i have to live through my weaknesses mm-hmm. and i remembered that as clear as day when i woke up and a lot of the times, I sometimes I can't even remember what I dreamt about. I remember the feeling or I remember um, just I maybe where I was or who might have been in it. But I remember the feeling of someone like holding me and telling me these things. And when things like that happen, you have to listen, right? You have to sit here and say, okay, this is, this is bigger than me, right? This is something that... Um, I can't push aside, like, because being an entrepreneur, being a creative, being somebody who who does something, who's going after something that's not been done before, it's hard. Like, it's challenging. Like, yeah, you have people who might be, um, that have done something similar, you know, and you can maybe follow some of the things that they did to help you along the way. But some of these things that you have to understand, you're going to be the first one to do. Yeah. And be okay with that. And it can be scary, but it can be exciting. It can be encouraging, but it can be terrifying at the same time. And so um, I've just learned to understand that I'm a being. Mm -hmm. And I have to listen to when God is speaking to me. I have to listen to my body. I have to listen to my heart. I have to listen to everything that's talking to me throughout life because if i ignore it something something's gonna go wrong right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah have you heard of the quote that steve harvey speaks about when he speaks uh he he has a quote that he borrows from um albert einstein and and basically he says like imagination is everything it it is the preview to life coming it is the previews to life's coming attraction. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of, 
I, I think of like dreams and imagination kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so basically like the dream that you have, that you had, mm-hmm. is basically like a preview to what's going to happen in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy thing. You know, I still, you know, when I woke up, I, I sat there for like 30 minutes replaying those thoughts over and over again because in my mind I didn't want to forget those words Mm -hmm. but I also wanted to understand what was being said to me right like I wanted to understand if this was something that I was supposed to be truly like now grasping and moving forward with Mm -hmm. and I felt at peace with it and so I mean, I agree, (laughs) but it's like a level of, it's still surreal. Like it still, to me, shocks me in a way or makes me feel like, am I that special? Like, you know, that something is told to me, but then I have to remind myself, yeah, you are that special, right? We have to um, understand that we were all created to be special Mm -hmm. in a certain way. And so... That's something to me that I have to constantly remind myself of um, in everything that I'm doing. Because, again, like, if you compare yourself to others or, you know, what stage they're at or what they're doing or what they're creating and having a an admiration for them versus a... Um, a comparison in, in the sense that you're not good enough or you're not doing as much as they are versus saying, wow, they're doing a lot. They're doing good. Like I really, you know, they, they are blessed, you know, in that sense versus saying I'm not what they are. Right. Mm -hmm. Like having to shift your mind in that way is important. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I I agree with you like a hundred percent. Like one thing I want to start was like, I've never had a dream like that. Like every time I've like acted on something, it's always been like a feeling for me to do something so to be able to have a dream for maybe that was god's ways of god way of like speaking to you like that's like so powerful but also to be able to have the ability to kind of like act on like that is like takes so much courage oh my gosh that's the scary part because i say i dream and those things happen but this was to me one of the most clearest moments Right. And so another way that I feel like God talks to me is through other people. Mm. So every time I've ever needed something or needed an answer to a question or needed to know which direction to go, like literally my phone would ring. Or I'd walk into the grocery store and somebody would, I'd run into somebody. Or I'd meet a stranger or I'd get a random email. Or, you know, I feel like. Every time I decide I'm going to move forward with one of my dreams or my ideas, I, my first prayer or first thing that I say is, God, if this is something you want me to do, mm-hmm. make it easy for me. And not in the sense of like, I'm not going to have to work hard, yeah. but show me that the right people are coming, the I'm being aligned in the right way. And then I can know that I'm supposed to keep going in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not feeling like this is a no, this is not for you because there's moments where I remember him telling me, no, this is not for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like being hardheaded and stubborn and I am like pushing forward. And then I break. And it's like a, a moment of like, all right, I gave you what you wanted and it was nothing that I wanted. Like it was the exact opposite that I wanted. I remember I wanted this job. I said, I was working, where was I working? I was in college. I wanted a job where I could just go in, do the job and leave. I was like, I didn't want anything purposeful. Like I just wanted to go make the money and leave. And I literally prayed for that. I said, God, give me something easy like this. I randomly got a job at this, I don't even remember what it was. It was some kind of tech company. I had no idea what I was doing. Went in, met the guy. I felt like the, the person who was overseeing me, he was like, basically pulled out all these spreadsheets and was like, I need you to read these numbers. And like, 
tell me if something looks off. I had no background in this. I don't know why they trusted me with this job, but it was a job where like I had a, like a batch of scanning. I felt kind of grown. Like I went in, I would read these numbers all day. And if something looked off, I would tell them. And then I was also in grad school. Yeah, I was in grad school after that. And I just remember so much turmoil and stuff started happening in my life. And I was like dreading going into this job every day. Then all of a sudden, uh, this higher supervisor comes in and they pull me aside and they're talking to me and they're starting to offer me another like higher role, like position paid job. And it was just a really weird time. A lot of things started happening in my life, but that job was so not aligned with what I was supposed to be doing that it ended up like killing my spirit at that time. I felt like I wanted to run so far from that job and I literally didn't get my two weeks notice or anything. There's just one day I came in, I told my boss, I said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I had to leave. And I've never done that with any other job in my life, but I was, you know, I was young. I wasn't still young now (laughs) I was in grad school I had a lot on my plate I had like some stuff going on in my family but I remember looking at that and never forgetting that moment of like God I asked you for a job where I went in and I did the work and I left and it was like the exact opposite of anything that I ever wanted and so I pushed for that and he gave it to me and he showed me that it wasn't some supposed to be something that I was supposed to have at that time and I think that that was just a lesson learned in itself because I felt like we do that all the time right we ask for God for something that looks shiny or beautiful or simple it makes it feel like life is going to be easier with it um and then he gives it to you just to show you that it's not what you really wanted um and he doesn't keep you there for long right so you're not sitting there like any and there and there's always a way to leave or get out but um I just remember that like yeah, just be careful of what you ask for. Yeah. <laughs> so I got two things. So the first thing is the first time when I when I quit my job, when I went to like became becoming a full time entrepreneur, like like you said, like sometimes God would talk to you through people. This was like the first time like God was talking through people to talk to me mm-hmm. because I just got a, a brand new car and he, you know, I just came back from Cali, just got a brand new car. And I was like, well, I was going back. I was working like part time with like the kids in like the after school program. Mm-hmm. And um, he was telling me he was tell- he was telling me to quit, basically. Right. And I just I just got this like brand new car and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to quit. Right. And because I wasn't listening, because I was being so hard headed that mm-hmm. like. The things surrounding the the job that I was at that he was telling me to leave was becoming like more difficult, more difficult, and more more difficult. Mm-hmm. And so, like when I was telling people like what was happening, people was like, "I think it's time for you to leave." Mm-hmm. Like everyone I yeah. told about the situation, it was like, "I think it's time for you to leave." I think it's time for you to leave. And it took like this one person, this last person, who like kind of like prophesies over my life at that point, and like she's she's she prophesies over my life in general, but like. At that time, specifically, she was like, she was like, everything is going to be fine. Like, you're, you're going to be good, basically, right? Obviously, she had, like, way more words to this. And, like, when she spoke to me, I just felt, like, a peace. Yeah. A peace right. about the situation. And so, like, the day that I, the day that I made a decision to leave, I opened up the Bible. And it was, like, the scripture of when jesus was calling the disciples to like walk on water to come to come to him right Mm -hmm. and the only person who got off the boat was um peter and that was my sign it was like yo like if i focus on god and the lord in that moment Mm -hmm. or during like this journey then everything would be fine like if i take my focus away from him then you know what, what when he what started to happen to peter when he started to notice like the winds and like the things that was happening around that, like yeah. the bad things, like he started to drown. Mm-hmm. So like that was my indication of like, if I'm going to take this leap, God has me. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. I take my focus off of him, then I'm going to start to drown. So I made that decision, quit that day. Um, and I was about to be like five years this year, me yeah. being like a full-time entrepreneur. 
Um, yeah, that's that's great. That's so that's encouraging to me because, as you know, I recently did this a similar mm-hmm. thing. I left my full time job, and it's a very similar story in the sense of I feel like I can always sense when there's about to be a shift in my life or when there needs to be a change. I left um, for like Christmas break and every day as I started going back and knowing I was going back to work, I started feeling like this just turmoil in me. Like, And literally the day before I was supposed to go back in, I read it was a, it was scripture, but it was in I think it was what is it Joyce Myers? It was a book. Okay. And yes, I'm reading a book called "Do It Afraid," mm-hmm. and literally her words were talking about how she needed to quit her job, and she was trying to hold on. And how God told her, you need to quit this job. She was she was trying to be so stubborn to where she quit the job and ended up getting a part-time job because she just didn't trust it enough. <laughs> so she quit the full-time job, got a part-time job, and she was like, and then that went haywire. She was like, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to trust. Just like you said, yeah. keep my eyes on the Lord. Keep moving forward. And she said she hasn't looked back. And she said that was a pivotal moment in her life. And I was like, that was enough. Literally, that was enough. It was like two pages out of the whole two chapters I read that day. And I was like, are you kidding me, Lord? Like, you know, when I say speaking to you and just being cognizant of when you really ask for direction or you ask or you're you're feeling lost and you don't know what to do, making sure you're not just asking, but being receptive to the way you may receive an answer, right? Mm -hmm. But not always trying to make your answer, right? Not trying to sit there and say, should I have ice cream today? (laughs) And then purposely look up on the phone, different ice cream places, and then start, you know what I'm saying? Like, but feel like you ask it, you put it out there, and you wait for that response, and you be honest with yourself, right? And like you said, be brave enough, have the courage to, to move forward with it. And I literally drafted my resignation letter that night, and the next day I put it in and terrified. I've never done like anything like that in my life. I knew my financial situation privately. I knew, you know, what I owned. I knew a lot of things, but it was crazy. So I'll take it back just a little bit and say for the past three years, I've kind of designated what each year would be, but it's not like I've I've kind of felt like what the year was going to be like. And then I said, okay, I'm going to proclaim it in that way. So in 2020, my year was no pressure. And so that's when I formed Lip Love Line. And I told myself, this is just an idea that I've, in a dream that I've had since I was a young girl, but I don't want to put any pressure on it. Right now, I just want to see what it could be. You know, this is literally before the pandemic even hit, right? So then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and I'm like, I'm really no pressure right now. Like, I felt like I had the time to nurture it. I was still working full time, but I I had more time. Like everybody had more time at this time, right? And I was like, okay, this is really no pressure, right? So 2021 came and it really became a year of patience. And it was like, I had to be patient. I had so many things in the wheelhouse, but I couldn't rush any of it. Like everything had to go through its own time frame, whether it was testing of my products, whether it was creating the packaging, like nothing could be rushed. And so I had to truly be patient. And towards the end of that year, I was like, man, if I really want things to change, I'm going to have to make some sacrifices. And so 2022 is my year of sacrifice and within the first three months I left my full-time job I sold my house I am like there's so many things that I've sacrificed already and I'm like well dag (laughs) but I feel so at peace like I feel like I am in an area of my life where everything is kind of falling into place like the opportunities are coming the right people are are reaching out i like i feel like being obedient to what i feel like i've been called to do but then also recognizing it 
and honoring that, like, in a way. And I'm not perfect. Like, you know, I have my moments where I slip up or feelings where I'm like, did I make the right decision? Or, like, trying to fix problems that aren't really problems yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like we said, like, as creatives or, like, as people who have these imaginations, we can even come up with problems in our <laughs> mind that yeah. don't exist. And I do that all the time. And I have mm-hmm. to, like, bring myself back to reality and be like, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I told my friend the other day, the one thing that brings me peace above all else is when I start feeling anxious or worried or fear, fearful of something, I always ask myself, is everything okay? Like, do I have water? Do I have food? Do I have a supportive family still? Do I have a place to sleep? Do I like those basic needs are all okay. So I'm okay. Like at the end of the day, nothing is really wrong. Like nothing (laughs) is truly wrong. And that always centers me and brings me back to what the world, what in the world are you thinking about? Why are you racking your brain like this? Like everything is okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Something, something I, like during the process of like when I quit, it wasn't like, oh, peaches, right? Like, because like we're human, I I did have those wavering mo- moments in the beginning because like when I quit, like I said, I got a brand new car. Yeah. But I also didn't like have any like opportunities coming that I saw that, that I couldn't see. Like it, I was just, it was, it was just me quitting mm-hmm. and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like I made a, I made a, a significant amount of money during the summer but that wasn't going to last me like a lifetime right like that was only going to last me like a couple months and so like as that money was dwindling um i started to like question i was like yo like so like i was like so you told me to quit like (laughs) yo when are these when are these opportunities are gonna like start to populate Uh right and And that's the human side of us right we we're gonna do that Exactly. Is it, it, it? But the thing is, is that it's not new to God. Like mm-hmm. no, he knows. Like he waiting for you to question. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but and he just he probably laughs at us in in a way of like, oh child, like you know, it, yeah. it's okay. Like, but like you said, the fact that you're able to keep your eyes on on the prize in yeah. essence, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically that, that's what happened. Like, so I wavered like twice. And each time he was like, are you going to, like, have faith in me? Are you going to have faith in me? And every time I said yes, opportunity passed. Opportunity came. Mm-hmm. And then I wavered. I questioned. I was like, I'm going to believe you. And, like, an opportunity came. And then he was like, it was like one more time. He was like, it happened a third time. And he was like, are you really going to, like, trust me this time? Like, are you really going to believe me? Like, mm-hmm. And when I did that, I just kind of, like, surrender in that moment i was like yes i'm just gonna believe and so like i had like faith like faith 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 right yeah and when i did that like opportunities just came right opportunities just like whew, it was like a flood of like opportunities and like yeah. things just started to happen and then that's when like this was 20 uh 18 that's when i got like the eye power 30 under 30 like yeah. the opportunity came mm-hmm. right and so like i'm just like looking at like everything that's happened in your life and recently you got the style weekly yeah. 40 top 40 under 40 basically so like i'm trying like to compare the two but that obviously like, they're not the same but like when i saw like the 40 under 40 and i didn't really know about like the whole picture of like everything that's happening to your in your life yeah. it just makes me wonder like that moment was that a moment for you when you got the top 40 under 40 with everything next with everything that's going on in your life yeah i mean that's just one of many things that again god has showed me that i'm on the right path or that he's going to continue to 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 push me along and to to supply whatever i need whether or not that is recognition or connections for my business um it was crazy because when I resigned from my job I had not yet uh been 
well, okay, I'll say I didn't really know what I was going to do, right? I knew I was going to be the founder and CEO of Lip Love Line. But what does that mean? Like, I didn't know how to be a true CEO yet. Like, I was, it was yeah. a not necessarily a side hustle because I put so much into it, but it was still like, and I'm still to this day right now trying to figure out what that looks like for me. What is that routine for me owning this business? But I applied for an accelerator program the same week I resigned. And the same accelerator program I applied to, I applied to two rounds ago. And I didn't even make an interview. And I got word, I think it was either towards the end of January, they got a, I got an interview. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't think I was gonna get an interview. This is like a nationally recognized accelerator program for my business, $20,000, no equity. Mm. All these resources, mentors, programming for three months. And to me, I was like, Lord, you better show out. <laughs> like, I, I had no idea what my life was gonna look like past the time that I left my job. And so for that opportunity to come and for me to interview and be selected, only nine companies were selected out of over 200 applications. I, you know, that was a jaw-dropping moment for me. That was like a, all right, you want me to do something? Like, you really want me to do something with this? And I, I just like we said, you could go on and on about all the, the ways that God shows you that you're moving in the right direction, that he wants you to use, to use your gifts in certain ways. He wants you to talk and continue to do what you're doing. And all of that happened. And in the midst of that, I'm in my house, and I literally walk downstairs, sit on my couch, and something says to me, Brianna, sell your house. And I could not backtrack my thoughts. I could not remember how I got to that thought. I sat there for 10 minutes trying to recreate like me walking down the stairs and like <laughs> trying to think about how I got to that thought. And I told my friend and he said, Brianna, when things like that happen, that's when I know God is talking to me. Immediately, I sent an email to my realtor who sold me the house within a couple of weeks, my house was on the market, and it sold in less than 48 hours. That's crazy. Like, when I tell you it happened so quickly and smoothly, nothing was easy. Like, I had to do some things around the house to get it prepared. Like, I'm going to tell you something. When you're selling moving a house, like, it's a whole nother ball ballgame from, from moving, buying and moving in, and that's hard. So... To me, the fact that it happened and it's behind me already and all of that happened before I even started the Accelerator program. I was finished um, selling my home prior to starting, so I had time to, like, shift a little bit. But regardless, like, I still, in this moment, can't believe I don't own my house no more. I, you know, I felt like I broke up with somebody I was dating for seven years. But I also didn't realize I had been in the house for seven years. And I could tell you the story about how I got the house. It's a whole nother testimony in itself. But I know that God gave me that house to be able to provide for me to get to the next stage in my life, mm -hmm. which is such a beautiful thing. Like when you think about everything that you've done, gone through and see how it's like orchestrated together for these moments in your life to make these decisions to to catapult you into the next stage of your life it's that's what astounds me that's what like is mind-boggling it's like makes you sit back and just be so grateful and like not worry about the things that you can't control for the future because you look at everything that has come to fruition and understand that at that moment in time you didn't realize what it would do for you now and so it's hard in those moments when you don't understand what's going on. For sure. But then you look back and you're like, man, <laughs> like, man, 
it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it seems like you have a wonderful relationship with, with God. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's it's, it's incredible from the stories I've heard and like just kind of like the faith you've had, you know, to to be walking downstairs and then to hear like him say like, yo, sell your house. Like that's... I, I've had, I've realized that I have to just start talking about it freely because things like this happen and... I'm such an introverted person and a person who cherishes the small moments alone that I've been feeling the need to be more vocal about it in ways. So when people ask me, even that's why my platform through Sweet Talks, I would share my testimony. I had a blog when I was in um, college that I would share my testimony because I feel like those were outlets where I could do it, where I didn't have to like be out in front of folks. But, you know, I felt like it's important that we talk about these things to, to encourage other people and to share to like, so people know that it's, it's real, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like that's a component of like why this exists because yeah. it's one thing to, you know, to see like what someone has like accomplished and the things they they do but like to be able to hear the stories behind it and the testimonies yeah. and how like they overcome certain things within their lives for them to get to like that end point mm-hmm. um especially coming from like the black perspective right like yeah. it's we don't necessarily hear these stories mm-hmm. that often and, and potentially like when we do it's like the celebrities we never hear about like the everyday person right right so like that's the difference yeah. So you spoke about like in 2020 when you started Lip Love Line. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, did I say that correctly? You did. I'm so yes. proud. I'm sorry, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tongue twister. I mess it up sometimes. <laughs> yes. When you started that, but like it was something that like you've always wanted to do since, you know, mm-hmm. the beginning. I don't want to say the beginning of time, but like when you were younger. Yeah. Um, speak about like that process of beginning that. Yeah. You know, having the the vision for that, and eventually getting to like where you are, where you are at today. Yeah, man, it's a long, it's a long journey, but it's been super rewarding. Um, so, Lip Love Line is a ingredient conscious lip care beauty brand that's born to enhance natural beauty, simplify the beauty routine, and to inspire self acceptance to the power of our good for you lip products. Right, and so the the story behind the brand is very much so connected to my story as a young black girl having dealt with many health issues, low self-esteem. One of the few things that made me feel beautiful was my lip gloss, and I remember the first time. My mom bought me my very first lip gloss set and how much personality and confidence it gave me to show up in different places and spaces. And honestly, it was a way for me to feel creative. Like, I love the different colors, I mean, the shades, the flavors. I love that. I mean, my lips look shiny, like all of that. And as I got older, other lipsticks and other things like that became like what I love, what I kind of gravitated for toward. I had sensitive skin. I still do to this day. Um... You know, makeup can be expensive for quality makeup products and trying out different things on your skin. Like at the end of the day, to this day, I'm a makeup minimalist. I will get my makeup done professionally for an event or something if I'm shooting something. But I am like running to wipe it off three hours later. Like, yeah, it's fun. Makeup is a way for people to express themselves. But lip products have always been like a reliable and simple way for me to feel beautiful without a full face of makeup. And so that's really the story behind why I created Lip Love Line. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, pitch this idea uh in a competition towards the end of 2019 and I got a lot of great feedback and encouragement um to like move forward with it and so I found a brand strategist to help me think through my why my ideas um and then I started getting connected to a lot of great folks through the VCU um, ventures community um like an attorney to think through like what you know what are those some initial steps that I wanted to take if I was being serious I started trying to reach out to cosmetic chemists to figure out like 
how and what can I do to create these products because I knew I wasn't making lip gloss or lipstick in my kitchen (laughs) (laughs) but um, because some people do that right but I had to I knew I wasn't going to do that but I did know that I wanted to be a part of the process I wanted to create the products with the chemist I wanted to know what was going in them I wanted to pick the ingredients I wanted I wanted to do all the fun things right Um, and so I had a really hard decision at the beginning of the pandemic, whether or not I was going to hire someone because I was like, I didn't know what was happening. Right. And then I just took the leap. I hired someone, started formulation, um, then had the great opportunity because of COVID. A lot of student internships uh, for the VCU Brand Center got canceled. Um, And these are interns that were second year grad students of all ages diverse backgrounds who were going to like these major ad companies right going to work on my brand Mm. so they create like a marketing agency and they selected lip love line as one of their first brand partners so they like created my logo for me they created like my brand guidelines some of my initial packaging they helped me to strategize for my kickstarter campaign and of course i was very involved in the process but their support was like invaluable to me at that time. Like all that pro bono assistance was just incredible. Again, a godsend. Um, And then towards the end of 2020, I launched my Kickstarter campaign and it was successful. And I um, exceeded my goal of $15,000. And I was able to find a manufacturer who was willing to work with me um, to create my products and to manufacture them. And I could tell you from beginning to end, I mean, it's it was a a testing of my faith because it wasn't easy. Like I'm so used to maybe having a little bit more control in situations, but having to understand and work with vendors and companies and manufacturers, um, but also be empathetic because we're in the middle of a pandemic like Mm -hmm. and understand that nothing is gonna happen on time like i had to be realistic about it and i had to be okay with that um and so my products fast forward finally finished they were able to be launched in august of 2021 and since then it's been kind of a whirlwind i mean i'm still very much so trying to figure out a lot of things on the back end but we've been featured in a lot of different beauty publications, Essence Magazine, Birdie, um, Bustle, like all these great publications that I never thought yeah. my product would be in. I'm having conversations with people who, you know, really admire what I'm doing and love the products. So all of that is important to me. Um, but like I said, I'm still trying to understand a lot of pieces of the business and the industry. And so it's been a learning process for me from day one, and it's gonna continue to be a learning process for me. Um, And I'm okay with that. Uh, I kind of know what my goals are moving forward, and I'm hoping to like grow my team more and connect more to again, my customers and community. And you know, I'm just, hanging on for the ride right now (laughs) (laughs) have you taken some time to like really think about everything you've accomplished because just i don't know if you just you just talked it out but like hearing it from like my perspective it's like yo like you've accomplished so much with this company already like yeah i think that's something that i have a difficult time doing um and i'll say uh, try to say it in a way of like just giving myself credit I feel like I'm so immersed in the everyday and making things happen that when I get to a certain point people have to remind me what I've done and I have to remind myself and not in the sense of I don't want to feel like I'm superwoman but I have to like you say take a step back and be grateful but also be proud of myself at the same time and um that's something I need to work on is is having those moments um, and and kind of admiring, you know, some of these are my gifts and my talents to like persevere or to create something out of nothing. Um, it's not always easy, but people remind me to stop and celebrate here and there. Um, and I, I feel like it's a it's a balance of. Being excited about where I've come from, mm-hmm. 
but also knowing I still have a, a long ways to go. Sure. Um, I guess in, in the mindset of like where I envision things to be. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm working on living in the moment and appreciating all that I've done. Yeah. Yeah, that's good that you have uh, that you are grateful, but you are also looking forward to the things that you that, that are to come. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, do you believe in affirmations? I do, but I have to say I am horrible at being consistent with them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like during this segment of the show, we like I like for people to. What's the word to to affirmationally? I don't know if that's a word or not. <laughs> we'll but, make it a word. <laughs> but for the person to speak about the things they intend to do mm-hmm. in the future, or the things they would like to accomplish in the future, so I would say this: do not limit yourself because, like, think about this as in a legacy standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. So think about the people who will watch this. 100 years from now, 50 years from now. Mm, You know, you, we want you to be able to say, like, you spoke these things Mm -hmm. into existence. Um, You have the power to speak these things and the things that you intend to accomplish. And that looking back at it from like a 50 year, 100 year standpoint, people like would see, oh, like she accomplished these things. She spoke these things. Mm. Man, this is pressure. This is a pressure moment. I'm trying to think about what I would say in that sense. Hmm. You know what? I think at the end of the day, I can say two things. And I'll say one thing connected to the drink that I had. And I can say I will change the way that people and the world think and view beauty and that is so that has so many different levels to it right so not just like the physical beauty but the inner beauty and just the concept of beauty Mm -hmm. um and i will say that i will continue to share my testimony uh, to encourage and uplift uh, others to know that they can do anything that they put their minds to. That, you know, they can truly bring their dreams to life. Um, and that they don't just have to be dreams. Yeah. yeah. So last thing for for the the person, the woman who was in your position, right? Like when they, when you first started, right? Uh-huh. What would you say to that person to go after, to, to go after their dreams, to go after the visions they have for them, for themselves in their lives? What would you say to that person? I'll take the title of the book that I have been reading and I'll say, do it afraid. Because although I may seem confident in whatever way you see me, on whatever platform you see me, I'm terrified nine times out of ten that I am not doing the right thing or making the right decision or living up to what people's, you know, expectations are. But at the end of the day, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And I don't ever want to live in that regret. That's good. Yeah. Do it afraid. (laughs) Do it afraid. Yeah. All right. So last thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any questions for me? Um, The only reason I asked that was Mm -hmm. because, like, the person I had last, um, I asked her that question just due to like one of the last episodes of like last season. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I should ask the person if they have any questions to me. Um, So do you have any questions that you want to ask for me? I want to think of a question just so (laughs) I can have a question. Um, 
I guess I'll ask a similar question in the sense of uh, what do you hope to do or what what kind of legacy do you want to leave in the world? Mm, a legacy in the world creatively or just like as a person? Both, a mix, uh, <laughs> whatever you choose. <laughs> um, Creatively, like this right here, like mm-hmm. this is, I want this to be something that is left for the world. Um, so like, like that's why I like this video is like important, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking in terms of like centuries, like decades, yeah. and how people will look at this, right? Because like we've seen videos from like the 1921s or like the, the yeah, 1930s, right? Yeah. And it's I can imagine like the, the people who were in those videos, I don't think they imagine like what it would look like a hundred years, like and yeah. how people like us, how we view that, right? So like to be able to, because we don't have specifically black people, we don't have like documentation mm-hmm. from the standpoint of like how we felt, mm-hmm. like because it's, it's always people have like told our stories. Yeah. Right. Like we haven't had the ability to like tell our story. So like thinking about it in terms of a hundred years from now, like we were able to tell our stories and that in turn would people in the future can like see like how we felt in the moment. And, you mm-hmm. know, it gave, give, gives us the ability to like own our narrative. Right. So I want to be able, that's why I like this platform exists. I want to be able to inspire the people for now, but like from a legacy standpoint, like to have an impact and, you know, to show that like we existed like a hundred years from now, we existed a thousand years from now, like however long like this actually lives. Um, But from like a personal standpoint, I'm still, I just turned 30. So like, I'm still going through like that process of like understanding and finding like what exactly I want my life to look like. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so in terms of like the relationships I cultivate with people, whether it's like family or just like people outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just the more knowledge I obtain, like the more things I want to, like the more things shift. Right. Cause yeah last year I read like a hundred pages a day. And so I read about like 60 books. Wow. That's a lot of stuff in your mind. Exactly. Right. A lot of words, a lot lot of words. And so to be able to, the the knowledge that I obtained from that just gave me like an entirely different perspective. Cause like Mm -hmm. a year ago, the things I wanted to accomplish was vastly different because I didn't have that knowledge. But now mm-hmm. that I have that knowledge and I'm continu- continuously reading books, like the legacy I want to leave personally just like, just looks differently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I just know that like, I personally don't want to be forgetting, forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like I want to make sure that like, while I was here, that I was the person who, was intentional to like inspire people to put people in better positions um whether that's like creatively or just like just as a human Mm -hmm. um and you know i just ultimately like while i'm here i just want to you know enjoy this human um this human I was I can't think of the word like I, I love that you're using the word human. That's like one of my favorite words nowadays. Human. I feel like a lot of people don't realize we're just human. Mm-hmm. And I use that in a lot. Uh, I use it in a recent interview. I was like, I think it's important that I remind myself I'm only one human. And even when talking to people and like I said, being empathetic or compassionate or um you know, having a conversation with someone and and relating to them or not relating to them to realize that bringing it down to the, to, to being a human, Mm -hmm. um, allows you to just act a certain way, think a certain way, uh, approach a situation a certain way. And a lot of people I feel like miss that sometimes. Um, and so I say that to say 
thank you for using the word human <laughs> for sure i mean because i mean ultimately at the end of the day that's what we are that's yeah. what we are like we're, we're having like this human experience and i want to you know go through like this human experience and like everything that comes with it and mm-hmm. you know it could perceive in many ways that, like some of the things that we go through is like um it could be a negative but like if you look at it from like a different perspective it's something that ultimately helps us yeah. in the future so like that's a part of like the human experience and being human and not being perfect mm-hmm. and yeah. like that's that's that, that's the kind of legacy i want to live so i hope hopefully that like answer your question yeah um, it did totally it's, it's a working prog- <laughs> process progress um but yes so i want to say thank you for coming on and um thank you for having me this was sh- wonderful sharing your story with the world in front of the cameras camera <laughs> <laughs> the camera i don't want to look at the camera. <laughs> no thank you so much for having me this was this was great and i love how you're using this platform and i hope that my story touches one human being at least 100 percent. i know it will touch more than one <laughs> more than one more than one person is going to be inspired by your testimony your words and you know the inspiration that you gave to others so thank you thank you so thank you um my name is antonio knox that's brianna and this was the gradient radio